Good morning, and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 WDWS. For over 60 years, East Central Illinois' daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join in on the phone, online, or via text. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com. Or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Now, here's Brian Barnhart. And good morning, everybody. Welcome to Penny for Your Thoughts. We have reached Thursday, April 5th. Glad you're with us, wherever you might be listening today. We get a lot of listeners not only in their cars, in their homes, in the gardens, probably not ready for that yet with all the uh, cold weather we've had, but uh, streaming everywhere else that people tune in. We appreciate you very much. Glad you're with us here today on this Thursday. Had a busy day yesterday, to say the least. Lots of phone calls, emails, and text as usual, so we'll uh, keep doing that today. We have lots of topics to talk about today, both at a national and local level. And we're also going to talk a little bit here in the uh, first hour, just a few minutes, with uh, Barb Bresner, the 11th Annual Disability Expo going on out at the Vineyard Church in Urbana. We'll tell you about that, some of the details, if you'd like to uh, check that out on Saturday coming up this weekend. Of course, lots of news uh, locally and nationally. The uh, national headlines, the President uh, Trump will work with the governors to deploy National Guard to the border. An AP source says uh, Robert Mueller says the president is not a criminal target currently. That was from AP. Americans' views on sexual harassment divided by party. And a Parkland students down in Florida question new mandatory see-through backpacks. Those are some of the national stories today as far as the uh, local and state news 300 days after she disappeared u of i scholar has not been forgotten of course uh, ying ying zhang the chinese scholar disappeared now 300 days ago and of course the trial in that uh, brent christensen case who's been charged with kidnapping uh, resulting in ms zhang's death uh, though her body's not been found that starts in about a year willard's parking upgrade comes with a rate increase we'll tell you about that Citations for unofficial 2018 down almost half over last year. So those are some of the local headlines in sports. The Masters getting underway today. Had a kind of a fun day yesterday with the par 3 down there. We'll uh, give you a little sample of what uh, happened down there. And also this uh, Sinclair Broadcasting story uh, a couple of days ago. Didn't really have a chance to talk about it yesterday, but I'll get a little bit on that as well. Those are some topics on the table. Uh, if you have something else you want to bring up, feel free to do that. Three five six nine three nine seven is how you can join us on the phone lines. You can text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line three five one five three five seven, or you can email us at talk at wdws dot com. We'll come back nine oh eight. We'll talk a little bit about the Disability Expo, and then take your phone calls, emails, and texts the rest of the morning tomorrow morning. At 9 a.m., our news director, Carol Varell, is retiring. We're going to visit with her about her career a little bit uh, during that first hour tomorrow. So that's what's on the horizon. And then uh, Monday, there will not be Monday morning quarterbacks. We will start our regular programming on Monday. We've got some great guests lined up in the month of April. I think you're going to like uh, some of the guests we're going to have over the next few weeks. But uh, we'll kind of let those out little by little. But uh, we'll come back with more. We'll get it started. Talk with Barb Bresner with the Disability Expo. Coming up, and then your phone calls and emails and texts the rest of the morning on A Penny for Your Thoughts. That's on the menu today on this Thursday. 
Come one, come all, and join us for the 11th Annual Disability Resource Expo, reaching out for answers. This free event is open to the whole family and will be held on Saturday, April 7th from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Vineyard Church, 1500 North Lincoln Avenue, just off I-74 in Urbana. Nearly 100 exhibitors will be showcasing services and supports available for people with disabilities, including health care, employment, housing, recreation, education, transportation, and support networks. This family-friendly event has a children's activity room that is open all day. A variety of live entertainment will be provided throughout the day, including young performers from the Penguin Project and Sounds of Music. The Expo will also feature displays honoring local athletes with disabilities who have been highly successful on the world stage. There will be door prizes awarded throughout the day and a grand prize drawing at the end of the day. For more information, please call 367-5703 or log on to disabilityresourceexpo.org. Free talk titled A Spiritual Revolution, The Quest to Experience God. The speaker, Julia Nessie, a former psychotherapist and now a teacher of Christian science healing, will explore how experiencing God makes all types of healing possible. Join Julia at the Champaign Public Library, Room C, 200 West Green Street, on Thursday, April 5th at 7 p.m. Again, free talk. Champaign Public Library on Thursday, April 5th at 7 p.m. Sponsored by First Church of Christ Scientist Urbana. What if you could shop at a store where you are number one? What if they specialized in one thing that was not only their craft, but also their passion? And they had all of the great products and payment options as the big chain stores, but had been in your community longer than any of them. What if they were dedicated to going above and beyond for their clients, as well as local charities? What if they were proud to carry products made in the USA and had guaranteed low prices? If all of this were true and you aren't getting your best sleep, the real question is, why not shop with us at family-owned Illini Mattress? Saturday at 11, it's Central Illinois Business. Hi, Alex Ruggieri here. Join me with my special guest, Cynthia Summers from Spherion, right here on DWS. All right, we're back. Penny for your thoughts. News Talk 1400 DWS 3569397 on the phone lines today. Texas Castle Heating and Cooling text line 3515357 or email us at talk at wdws.com. Always like to keep you up to date on great events that go on in our community. And this one's been going on for 11 years now. The uh, Disability Expo, it's at the Vineyard on Saturday. And here to talk about that is uh, Barb Bresner. Barb, good to see you. Thank you. Good to see How you. How are you? This is year 11, huh? Uh, this is year 11. It sure is. Yeah. So this has grown a lot. <clears throat> this has actually doubled in size since the first one we did back in 2007. So tell yeah. me what the Disability Expo is. What goes on there <laughs> All on right. Saturday? Well, you know what? We have, um, we have 105 exhibitors mm-hmm. that will be there talking about uh, and sharing information um, to visitors uh, about resources, technology, services, for people with all types of disabilities, mm-hmm. good variety, uh, wide age range, um, you know, from children to you know seniors. Mm-hmm. So something so. for all ages, and <clears throat> yes. you get some entertainment. I know there's a uh, article in the News Gazette today about a, a very talented performer. Yes, Tell us there. about him. Sure, um, Charles Joseph Smith is a classical pianist who uh, received his doctorate here at the U of I in piano and literature, I believe. And uh, so he is going to be um, playing for us. Um, he is 
currently residing in Chicago, mm-hmm. and he's also writing a book about um, uh, living with autism. Mm-hmm. So he's uh, he's uh, really good. Uh, we also have uh, our own Kevin Elliott, who uh, owns uh, Elliott Counseling Group, mm-hmm. but he is also a singer and songwriter. He's going to be playing for us. And then we have the uh, Sounds of Music and mm-hmm. Penguin Project, and that is a um, Deb Myers uh, owns Sounds of Music Studio, and she uh, teaches voice to um, uh, kids with disabilities. Mm-hmm. And then uh, she also works with the Penguin Project, which is a drama they put on a play each year using uh, with their actors are kids with disabilities. And they are mentored by um, kids who don't have. Mm-hmm. Well, this so. is a full day, 9 a.m. to 2. And, it is. Uh, so you've got a lot of things surrounding. You've got the, the exhibits, over 100. Yep. Uh, just kind of walk us through what people are going to see when they walk in there oh. at the exhibits, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, we've got, uh, we've got a, um, 105 exhibits there. Um, they range from, you know, uh, education, recreation, self-help groups, um, uh vocational, uh, resi- mm-hmm. recreational, all kinds of ki- mm-hmm. uh, ranges of uh, resources. And um, there, uh, we have some new ones this year, which mm-hmm. are really neat. We have the um, Central Illinois Sled Hockey. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think they're, uh, the weather permitting, he's mm-hmm. going to let some kids try, out, try that out out on mm-hmm. the patio. Um, we are also, uh, we have adaptive bicycle trailers is new this year. Mm-hmm. And, um, this is a, it hooks onto a, a bike and enables a person with a physical disability mm-hmm. to enjoy bicycling. Yeah. I'm just looking at so. all the, about the exhibitors, physical disabilities, intellectual, mental illness, hearing impairments, visual, mm-hmm. elderly services, epilepsy support services, recreational services, employment sort uh, support services, and, uh, all of this wouldn't be possible. You got a lot of donors. I know a lot of uh, big donors. Have we stepped do. Up with we the... have. Um, you know, that's that helps us, of course, put this on each year. Um, uh, we uh, we work closely and, and receive some funding with the from the Champaign County Mental Health and Developmental Disabilities mm-hmm. Boards, um, but also um, local businesses. Uh, OSF is one of our new um, sponsors this year. Uh, of course, you guys are uh, mm-hmm. are great. Uh, <laughs> New News Gazette Media. Um, we have uh, Martin One Source helps us out. Personal Mobility, Quality mm-hmm. Med Transport, just a lot mm-hmm. of those folks that uh, help us out each year. Well, give us uh, as Barbara Bresner with us here for a couple more minutes. The particulars, uh, the time, where, yes. uh, where to get information. I guess. Okay. Well, the expo is this coming Saturday, April seventh. It goes from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m., and we are at the Vineyard Church, which is at 1500 North Lincoln Avenue in Urbana. Mm-hmm. Um, the um, Free parking, right? Free, free parking, free lots, lots of free parking, free entry. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have a, a neat game going on that uh, for the kids mm-hmm. uh, called Amazing Athletes. And, you know, they can win prizes. We've got door prizes, raffle prizes, all kinds of cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a children's activity area where the kids can go and mm-hmm. play. And has this always been stuff. at the vineyard, or did it move there? No, the... this is our first year at the vineyard. Okay, first year. Uh, vineyard, yes. Uh, we were previously at the uh, Fluid Events Center, mm-hmm. uh, but we're really thrilled to be at the vi- um, vineyard and mm-hmm. uh, looking forward to. Yeah, and this used to be this. in the fall, right? Yes, yeah, we, we just moved it. Uh, <laughs> the last one was in the fall of sixteen. So. Yeah. 
uh, this is our first spring yeah. event. Yeah. Well, I know that uh, I'm sure there's a lot of work to put together, but probably a lot of fun to, it is to and see, too, yeah, right? It is, but it is, yeah, it's definitely, you know, it's got its challenges, but, you know, we learn something every year and uh, uh, yeah. try to implement that, and so uh, we're really pleased we've got a, a, a really good steering committee that is. Uh, worked with us over the years, and uh, that's what makes it happen. Okay. And then our wonderful volunteers. Hey, Barb, thank you for the time. Thank this you. This is a great event coming up Saturday over at uh, the Vineyard. Again, uh, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m., the Disability Resource Expo. Good luck great. with that. Thanks so much. All right. We'll take a break. We'll come back with more. Penny, for your thoughts, your phone calls, emails, and texts, the rest of the show today up until 11 o'clock. Carol Varell joins us tomorrow, her final day at WDWS. All that next on News Talk 1400. All right, we are at 920 DWS. Open line here going as we uh, go up until 11 o'clock this morning, this day in history. Uh, we'll do that in just a little bit. There's some uh, interesting things that have happened here on April the 5th. Really enjoyed our conversation yesterday with the Martin Luther King uh, anniversary, the 50th anniversary of that. Uh, also had Julia Reitz on yesterday as well. Three five six nine three nine seven. You can text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line three five one five three five seven, or email us talk at wdws.com. An AP source uh, says Robert Mueller has informed President Trump's attorneys the president not currently considered a criminal target in the Russia investigation, according to a person familiar with that conversation. A person who was not authorized to speak publicly about private conversations. And demanded anonymity, said the president's considered a subject of Mueller's probe, not a target. A subject is typically someone whose conduct is of interest to investigators, but prosecutors are not certain they've gathered enough evidence to bring charges. That uh, came out yesterday. Also, the president issuing a proclamation yesterday directing the Department of Defense and Department of Homeland Security to work with governors to deploy National Guard troops to the southwest border to assist the Border Patrol in combating illegal immigration. The uh, active duty military is generally barred by law from carrying out domestic law enforcement functions, such as apprehending people at the border. Even so, previous presidents have deployed National Guard troops to act in support roles on the border with Mexico. President Obama sent 1,200 back in 2010. President George W. Bush dispatched 6,000 in 2006. Governors of border states have done the same when faced with large inflows from the South. So those, a couple of the national headlines, also Americans' views on sexual harassment divided by party. Add sexual harassment to the list of things that Americans are divided on. A new Pew Research Center study carried out amid the Me Too movement found that Democrats and Republicans have markedly different views about sexual harassment. About 60% of Democrats in that poll said the U.S. has a major problem of men getting away with sexual harassment and women accusers not being believed. Well, only about one-third of Republicans agreed that those are major problems. There was also a split on whether the Me Too movement has made it harder for men to navigate interactions with women in the workplace. Sixty-four percent of Republicans in the poll saying it compared uh, it has compared to 42 percent uh, of Democrats. So that uh, poll out today as well. All right, three five six nine three nine seven. I got a text here. I. I <laughs> When I uh, I started reading it, I'm like, um, I'll I'll just let you hear it. You can you can decide for yourself. A texture says, I'll admit, after Jim left, I really look forward to you taking over the show. Now that you have and continue to show your biased views, I'm not so sure. Sure, you slam Democrats at every chance you get. 
Uh, you are now opening a show for Rush. No, I'm not a Democrat. I'm independent. I believe both sides have good ideas, but you seem to follow Rush Limbaugh on thinking everyone that doesn't vote as you is stupid. Uh, this will become the downfall of your show. Even Jim seemed to be more open-minded. I'll give your show a few more chances. The world is full of hate. Your choice of president is pushing it harder. Things need to change. You can either help make the world better or continue your negative comments towards those that think differently. Have a good day. <laughs> I was just chuckling because if anybody that knows me, um, I don't know who they're talking about. I'm just like, what? I don't think you know me very well. And I think most people that know me know I'm not any of those things. So I'm just going to let that one go. But uh, <laughs> anyway, 356-9397. Uh, <clears throat> you can text us like that to a gentleman or lady did. I don't know who it is. They didn't put their name on it. At three five one five three five seven, or you can email us at talk at wdws dot com. All right, it is nine twenty four. We will take a break. We'll come back with more. We've got news headlines coming up at the bottom of the hour, and we'll do all that next here on Penny for Your Thoughts. All right, back on Penny for Your Thoughts, News Talk fourteen hundred DWS. I've told you uh, over the last couple of months here as we got started, Stephen Pam Starwald at Keller Williams. People that I know, I would recommend them uh, to you. They've assembled an outstanding team to work with them, a husband and wife team. A lot of times you've got the, and they're great, all of the, the realtors, you've got big teams, you've got little teams, but this is a husband and wife team. Uh, Pam specifically, if you're uh, maybe downsizing this time of your life, uh, Pam specifically has earned a certificate that makes her a senior real estate specialist, assisting those who are maybe at a time in their lives they want to downsize. Both Steve and Pam grew up in Champaign-Urbana. They know the area very well. They know maybe the size home you're looking, hey, here's where those homes might be, or maybe you need to look in this area. If you're looking to sell, give them a call. They can meet with you with no obligation on your end to discuss your time frame and urgency to sell. From selling, home inspection, appraisal, and closings, Steve and Pam will be with you the entire way. They're on the same page with you throughout the process. And the best way to find them is just Google Starwalt, S-T-A-R-W-A-L-T, if needed. And the phone number is 239-7156. You could Google Steve and Pam or... Pam and Steve, and uh, spring is in the air, we think. It's in the air. It's there out there somewhere, but the market's heating up, and the Stalwart, uh, Starwald Group would like to offer you a free, no-obligation home evaluation, even if you're not thinking about moving. So take advantage of that offer, 239-7156. Husband and wife team, Steve and Pam Starwald. We're on uh, April 5th here. Let's go to the uh, phone line. Hey, Dave, good morning. How are you? Hey, Brian, good. I, um, I was actually pulling up this quote uh, to refer to uh, my, my second comment, but it actually refers to you right now, too. Uh, you, just, you just displayed it perfectly. You received a uh, text of criticism, which seems to be really unfair. They obviously don't listen to you that closely, but uh, th this is from Martin Luther King. He said, the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. And I was going to refer to this quote again in a minute here, but uh, you, you just displayed that perfectly. You got this a criticism, and you're able to take it with a smile on your face and, and say, you know, look, people are entitled to their opinion. Obviously, this person is misinformed, but they're entitled to their opinion, and I'll leave it at that. And that that was just – that was beautiful, Brian. That was great. Um, well, thank you. I uh, – yeah, so the, where, where I think this does fall in line, though, is yesterday with Julia Reitz, um, 
you know, she, she's an elected official, and she was being challenged by a few callers. And I, I mean, I understand that being put on the spot like that live on the radio has got to be kind of hard, but she she ended up talking over people, interrupting them, and I get that, you know, we've got to keep the show moving, but she would interrupt people, talk over them, raise her voice, and was getting very flustered, and it really showed a lot of uh, her character when she gets challenged on things. And she's an elected official, so just people can keep that in mind. And it was really in regards to that law uh, of, of recording in the bathroom. And I, I think why people are so frustrated with her decision on that is because we're just confused. If you read the, the clear language of that law, uh, it's unauthorized uh, video recording and live video transmission. It's unlawful for any person to knowingly make a video record or transmit live video of another person without that person's consent in a restroom, tanning bed, tanning salon, locker room, changing room, or hotel bedroom. The law is, is ambiguous for a reason um, because it, it should just not be accepted no matter what the reason is. And I'm sorry I'm talking here. No, that's lot, fine. It, his, his motivations were political in nature, the Rosensteins. His motivation to record, he was so blinded by, by his mission to, to out this, uh, this supposed wrong act that he went into a bathroom and, and recorded somebody. And that's exactly why the law should, should, is, exists and should be enforced. And it's not a U of I matter. She kept saying it was the U of I matter. But the U of I has no jurisdiction to prosecute people for breaking a state law. She does. Mm-hmm. And the law text is very simple, and, and this is why people are frustrated, is because when, when things like this happen, we just get confused that something can't just be done uh, the, the right way. Mm-hmm. When, when we, we, we see the, the true nature of this, and obviously it's to protect people from being um, you know, recorded in a perverse way, which is what she referred to as the only reason that law exists. But it's not. There's a lot of reasons why that law exists. Mm. A, a bathroom is a place of privacy. Yeah. People should be able to expect privacy um, and, and not feel that they have to look over their shoulder when they should be a- able to do whatever they need to do in the bathroom. Yeah, I think so. there was just frustration Sorry on many. For that long monologue. No, that's fine. There was uh, frustration on many levels with the public, I think. A, because of what you just talked about, uh, you know, and also the whole chief thing tied in with it. I mean, that just. Um, that just blew it to the sky, you know, after that. So um, I yeah. think she got caught. But yeah. I can tell you in the studio with her, she was smiling, even though she was, you know, assertive and, and trying to get her point back. I mean, she was uh, – I think she relishes the opportunity. So I don't I don't think she was um, – if any <laughs> – unless she was just faking a smile because I think she was enjoying it. So. Well, yeah, and I've seen her before. Uh, you know, she she's very common sense on a lot of issues. And that's great, but I, I feel like on this one she kind of felt cornered and um, felt defensive um, because maybe she knew that she maybe didn't make the right decision. But hmm. you know, she she has the prosecute uh, prosecutorial discretion, as she said. Uh, just people get frustrated when something as blatant as this isn't prosecuted. Um, uh, all political uh, ideologies aside, it, it's. It's got to be plain and simple to protect innocent people uh, for a number of reasons. So, hey, Dave, thank, thanks uh, for the thanks, call Brian. today. You're, you're great. Well, yeah, thank you. Thanks. Great, to, great to hear from you. I appreciate it. All right, nine thirty-three. Michael Kaiser has news headlines. We'll come back with more. Get some more texts in. I think you'll find this interesting too. Uh, we'll come back with more after this on Penny. A penny for your thoughts with Brian Barnhart continues on News Talk fourteen hundred WDWS. 
You can reach out to us on the phone at 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com or text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Dancing Queen, number one song on this day in 1977 for our uh, Today in History segment. So wanted to uh, slide that in there. Love that song. But uh, it was number one uh, this day. I think it was day number two of the week. But it was the number one song in the country, 1977. A happy birthday today to former U.S. Secretary of State uh, Colin Powell. He is 81 today. Charlton Heston died on this day. Moses, right, among other things. Died on this day in 2008. He was 84. <clears throat> General Douglas MacArthur died on this day in 1964. He was also 84 years old. This day in 1986, two American soldiers and a Turkish woman killed in the bombing of a West Berlin disco. You may remember that, an incident that uh, sparked a U.S. bombing attack on Libya 10 days later. And it was on this day in 1987, the new Fox TV network, headed by Robert Murdoch, started with two Sunday night shows. Remember what they were? The Tracy Ullman Show and Married with Children. 1987. And this day in 2006, what is that, 12 years ago now, Katie Couric announced she was leaving NBC's Today Show to become the anchor of the CBS Evening News. And this day in 1984, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, man, could he score, He passed Wilt Chamberlain in the record book, scoring his point number 31,421. Finished his career in 1989 with 38,387 points, and that is a lot of points. So those are some of the things that have happened. I found this interesting. Uh, 1918, on this day, 100 years ago, Charles Bud Turner, former Illini Central Railroad caller, refused to remove his hat during the playing of the Star-Spangled Banner at the Illinois Central Depot in downtown Champaign and was taken to police headquarters and later to the county jail. He was accused of being a slacker. Oral Whitley of Tolono asked, uh, said he asked Turner to remove his hat. After repeated requests, Turner allegedly struck Whitley over the left eye, leaving a small gash. And this day, 15 years ago, 2003, Governor, uh, after failing Rod Blagojevich's controversial pension bond proposal, won Senate approval that freed up uh, $2 billion to deal with the state's nearly $5 billion deficit, budget deficit. The plan was a key piece of the budget. The governor was inspected to unveil at a later date. The bill would allow the state to borrow $10 billion to meet current and future pension obligations freeing up $2 billion in the state's main checking account at that point. Again, this was back in 2003, and counting on investment proceeds from the rest to pay back the loan when it comes due. 
So those are some of the things that have happened uh, both nationally and in this area. All right, here, let's see. I have a text in. It says, I'd like to clarify the point I was trying to make before Ms. Reitz decided to interrupt me uh, and try to change the narrative yesterday. I wasn't saying police would take matters into their own hands. The public will. Take, for instance, the chief incident. People assaulted at a parade, people assaulted at a meeting, property damage, then a professor breaks the law, gets caught, admits to it, and the state's attorney decides to not press charges. Why in the heck would any pro-chief entity call the police? When justice is supposed to be blind, how can she say that she is? At the least, she should recuse, recuse herself as an employee of the university. Um, of course, she's the county state's attorney. Instead, she uh, wants to talk over people trying to make a point. Sorry to blah, 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 but she obviously has chosen a side. And I, I'm always, uh, it's always interesting to me. Uh, I've been at, I've been in broadcasting now for, wow, 30 years, 35 years, I think, when I started all those years ago at the little campus station at Liberty University. Uh, and it's just funny. They always said, you know, when you get into this business, you just can't please everybody. <laughs> and here's an example of that, okay? I don't know what you make of this. Here's a text that says, your political bias is glaringly obvious. Four exclamation points. And another text that says, if anything, I think you should be more biased in asserting. Just my opinion. <laughs> so those are kind of two ends of the spectrum, right? I don't know. I just um, They told me all that 35 years ago that you can't please everybody. So I think they're right. Uh, that proves it again. Hi, Ursula. How are you? Oh, I'm hanging in there. <laughs> I need the sun. Um, yes. I'm wondering if, uh, you know, when the census uh, is handed out, will it have your, will it say resident, or will it have your name on it, or uh, what? So if it has your name on it, wouldn't you know, wouldn't you think they'd already know whether you're, uh, an, you know, uh, a citizen or not. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I this comes up every 10 years, and I can't remember what's on the census and what isn't. Um, I mean, I I know they, they obviously, they just do they just go door-to-door, to door, you know, cover this area, or do they actually already have your address? Yeah. I had a friend that, you know, collected them, had to go house-to-house to, house to interview people. Now, I don't know if it was just spot-checking or to every house. And on top of that, you know, if you're not a citizen, if you were not to answer that question, would they follow up on it and come to your doorstep anyway? Well, that's a good question. I I don't know. Maybe somebody can help us with that, that does that. That would be kind of a scary situation for people that are not, uh, you know, naturalized Mm -hmm. or citizens. Uh, you know, you'd probably get an extra ulcer. So anyway, yeah. And what I yeah, I think the fear was what uh, some people say that if you ask them if they're a citizen, that they won't report that they're here. They'll refuse yeah. to, you know, to to say, and and then the numbers of people that you think are there will not be there because they won't have been counted. Yeah. And, well, it's interesting and scary at the same time yeah. for people that aren't, you know. That's all I have. All right. Thank you, Ursula. Bye. Great to hear from you. 946 here at DWS. We stand at 34 degrees. Had the sun out for a little bit. 
Let's see here. We have an email in from Bill. He says, Stephen Crowder did come to the U of I despite being denied security by university police that he offered to pay for. He was told the private security he hired would not be permitted to carry firearms. He called a state official, was told the head of the U of I police department was wrong. Crowder has been threatened by ISIS, but police say he was under no threat. Same police that allowed protesters to block traffic at homecoming. Shame on the heads of that department. That is from Bill. Crowder was here. What He he was invited, and then he wasn't going to come, and then he did come eventually. So there was some back and forth on that uh, last week, I do believe. We're at uh, 946 here at DWS. We're just taking your phone calls, emails, and texts here this morning on this April 5th. Carol Varell is going to join us tomorrow. Our news director has been with us for 15 years, but before that was in television uh, and radio for many, many years before that. So we will visit with her tomorrow and wish her well. And also we'll talk a little bit about the Festival of Quilts tomorrow. Let's see here. Back to the phones. Richard joins us here. Hi, Richard. Good morning. Good morning, Brian. Uh, I'm going to lather it on pretty good. I, I believe you have the ideal personality for Penny for Your Thoughts, and uh, I want to encourage you, and I want to warn you that uh, your first caller uh, is uh, the kind of person who got rid of the chief, and uh, they are they are formidable opponents, so <laughs> watch your backside, sir. <laughs> um, I, I watched something last night on um, uh, Channel 12 PBS about butterflies, and it was absolutely fascinating. And uh, a question arose in my mind uh, as to how something could happen uh, via evolution. And that was that uh, they featured a good portion of the program on a butterfly called the, the Painted Lady. And it has a very long uh, migration route. Uh, monarchs go about 3,000 miles from uh, southern Canada down to Mexico, but uh, this one has a range of about 9,000 miles up to near the Arctic Circle in Norway and down into uh, the southern parts of the Sahara, Sahara Desert. The problem is that uh, no one butterfly can do the whole trip. It takes three generations to accomplish this, and the question is, how could evolution uh, look forward to uh, the future, knowing that, well, it's going to take three generations to accomplish this, this uh, task, uh, this reproductive path that they take? And uh, I, I uh, read an interesting quote long, not, not too long ago by a Nobel laureate by the name of Christian de Duve, who uh, got the Nobel Prize in 74 for physiology, he was uh, someone very much involved in uh, molecular biology, and when he looked at the complexity of the uh, processes, he said, golly, for random selection or mutations, which is what evolution is based on, uh, actually took place, I, I don't think eternity would be long enough to accomplish the complexity of the cell structure. <laughs> and uh, Wow. Oh, one one final thought. I I think you should have Julia on for two hours. I was going to call, and I wasn't I wasn't uh, going to bring up anything negative as far as her and her office. But uh, there's something that's bothered me for a long time, and I'd like to to see if uh, something else could be done. And I'd like to talk to her on the phone. Yeah, uh, on the show. Mm -hmm. so. 
Yeah, well, that's uh, something to consider. Uh, you know, we don't um, have, you know, sometimes her time is limited or what, you know, the time she has available sure. to be on. But uh, we probably could have gone three hours yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I tried calling back and then Ed said, well, you didn't think you could get me on because, you know, yeah. you're coming up to rush. Yeah. But, uh, well, yeah. I don't know about Thanks that. So I don't much, have, that, you're very welcome. Thank you. I don't have an answer on the butterfly question, but um, it was like biology class there for a minute. I was learning a lot about uh, monarch butterflies, but uh, that was interesting. All right, we will take a quick break here. We're at 9.50 here at DWS. We're just chatting with you, so whatever's on your mind, what are you thinking about today? All these various uh, hot topics that are out there. Maybe there's a hot topic in your mind that nobody else is talking about, and you want to bring it up, see where it goes. That's the beauty of our uh, visits here each day. We'll come back with more after this. Penny for your thoughts. Back on Penny for your thoughts, News Talk 1400 on this Thursday. Let's get to a couple calls here. Bill at 954. Hi, Bill. Good morning. Um, a lot of new gun laws being proposed, and a lot of them have unintended consequences. I just got a couple real quick for you. Okay. Uh, sounds good to lower the or raise the age of owning a firearm to 21, but mm-hmm. that's not very good for the 18, 19, 20-year-old men and women who live on their own, have their own apartments, or even the veterans, they wouldn't allow, be allowed to protect themselves. And as far as the concealed carry, where would that be most valuable? Who would benefit most? Well, I would think in uh, neighborhoods with high crime. A lot of those are around Chicago. Chicago, uh, the uh, average fee to get a concealed carry permit is like $450. Hmm. Uh, you're asking people in poverty to pay that. Uh, there are no training facilities in the Chicago area. They would have to travel outside the area. And there's no concealed carry allowed on public transportation, so you couldn't you couldn't get to your class in the first place. So mm. the people that probably could benefit more most have virtually no chance of getting them. So, mm. and I would recommend, like I say, if you want to see the effect of gun laws in other countries and states, uh, look up John Lott. He wrote a book, The War on Guns. Uh, you can find him on YouTube, and he does a great job of explaining mm. some of these. Okay. The results of these rules. Yep. Hey, Bill, thank you. Thank you. Good to hear from you. All right. Our friend uh, Chapin Rose is on the line. Chapin. Hey, Brian. I got a big kick out of hearing your uh, damned if you do, damned if you don't. When <laughs> you're too, too partisan and not partisan enough. So, <laughs> well, um, you, you probably get that I, a little bit, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. I got a, <laughs> I had a chuckle out of that. Uh, hey, so, but you got a great audience, a lot of different viewpoints. So I thought, let's try a little experiment in uh, direct democracy. Uh, I'm heading over right now to Springfield. Got the, I'm, I'm hands-free for anybody listening. But uh, the uh, U of I's budget hearing is at 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. And so why don't we ask your listeners, uh, what questions would they ask the U of I or should I ask the U of I? And they can maybe participate in that via my website. I've got a contact button. It's S-E-N, send, it's for Senator com, and then just go under contact me and there's a there's a button there and you can fill in your information it goes right to me and uh we'll see what we'll see what your listeners think i'd love to hear some of their questions that they'd ask you about all right very good give that give that site again yes yeah, uh dot com, and i'm gonna i'm gonna i mean this is the most important hearing we have for for this part of the 51st district because the u of i is such an important piece of our community but mm-hmm. But this is their budget request, and so I've got a lot of questions about 
you know, the call of college and medicine and making sure that that's moving forward. Uh, bioprocessing, which is a huge deal for, for this region and, and uh, big job creator for this region. And, uh, of course, Blue Waters, too, which is another uh, big piece trying to land that, uh, that, that supercomputer is, is, you know, another thing that really can keep uh, our community moving forward and, and, and growing. And so I've got kind of a list of questions uh, related to the budget and, and uh, the amount of money they get from the state taxpayers every year. But hey, I thought this would be kind of interesting. Let's see what your listeners yeah. are, are interested in. Well, that, that, sounds like, that sounds like a great idea. And uh, we got less than a minute here, but who all are you expecting to hear from today yep. uh, over there? Well, the pre- President Clean will be there. Uh, the three chancellors are going to be there. Uh, I know I spoke to uh, Chancellor Jones yesterday about the College of Medicine as, as well as the provost. Um, this is a critical cog, and, and, and look at for the next 20 years for Champaign-Urbana and surrounding area, uh, that College of Medicine is actually to be a game changer. So we want to make sure we're, we're moving on that. The other one, of course, I'm going to bring up is this Discovery Partners initiative. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm hoping to flesh out details. And, and, and I really want them to convince uh, our area, convince our community that this is good for Urbana campus and good for, you know, this, our, you know central Illinois. There have been a lot of details related to the Chicago component of this, but I want to hear more details about, you know, about our area. Mm-hmm. So, uh, by the way, I'm told they – I had a chuckle with this, too. I, I said to Chance yesterday, I said, well, you guys keep talking about these nodes, but you don't tell us what they are. And he says, well, we've already changed the name to Hub because nobody knew what a, nut, a, a node was. And I thought <laughs> that was pretty funny. And I'm like, well, you're learning, guys. You're learning. Yeah, that's right. So we're going to find out what's in store for the Urbana Hub of the uh, DPI initiative. All right. So reach out to your website, and you're, you're looking for questions today. So, Yeah, send, so. A, send me a question. It'll be interesting to see your listeners what's on their mind. All right. Have hey. a great day, everybody. Thank you, Chapin. Bye. Yep, have a great day. Chapin Rose, Senator Chapin Rose, State Senate, headed to Springfield Appropriations Committee meeting today. The University of Illinois will be uh, speaking and presenting there, testifying, I guess they say. We're at uh, 9.59. I found an old census. I'm trying to see if I can find a newer one, but I found a census. Some of the questions that were on the census from a few years ago uh, when they come around. Of course, we're approaching that time again. Back with more Penny for Your Thoughts, hour number two next on WDWS Champaign-Urbana. Stick here. It's the second hour of A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 WDWS. You can reach out to us on the phone at 217-356-9397, email talk at wdws.com, or text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now, here's Brian Barnhart. Welcome back, Penny, for your thoughts. Hour number two. Glad you're with us today on this Thursday what headed for a high of 48 we got a chance of snow showers tomorrow maybe one to two inches of snow tomorrow night saturday we're unseasonably cold what's the normal high for this day 59 what is it right now 34 <laughs> we're not doing very well are we Three five six nine three nine seven. you can join us on the phone lines today you can text us castle heating and cooling text line Three five one five three five seven, and email us talk at wdws dot com. Somebody, uh, I think Ursula had a question about the census. What's on there? Uh, the start of the census in twenty ten. First of all, it tells you to use a blue or black pen. Uh, but it says start here. The census must count every person living in the United States April first, twenty ten. Before you answer question one, count the people living in this house, apartment, or mobile home 
using our guidelines. And it says at the top, this is the official form for all the people at this address. Do not count anyone living away at college or the armed forces. Do not count anyone in a nursing home, jail, detention facility, etc. The census must also include people without a permanent place to stay. I'm just looking through the census here, form from 2010. And then it goes, what's your telephone number? What is person number one's sex, male or female? What is person one's age and date of birth? Uh, please answer both question eight about Hispanic origin and question nine about race. In person one, is person one of Hispanic, Latino, or Spanish origin? And then they give you a bunch of boxes you can check. And then if there's somebody else, uh, more people than one, they ask about person number two. So that was just uh, some of the things on the census from 2010. And I also looked up the one from 2000 as well. All right, let's go back to the phone lines here, and uh, let's go to Mary. Hi, Mary. Good morning. How are you? I'm fine, Brian. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Um, I've got a couple of things about uh, immigration and the whole controversy over the question, are you a citizen? How many Americans have taken offense to that when we fill out a job application? Yeah. You're a felon. Yeah, they. they Why? Do. I don't understand what the big deal is because if you are an illegal alien, you have no right in the United States. The same as if we went to another country illegally, we would have no rights. We have. A lot of controversy now over the amount of money that Donald Trump is going to spend to secure our border. I would like to see how much five illegal aliens with their children will cost the American taxpayers in the first five years that they are in this country, because I'm sure that the amount of money that we are going to spend at the border to secure our border is a far cry over what we will be paying and we have been paying. Well, it does grow exponent it does grow exponentially, you know, the and uh, you know, there's a reason that, you know, over the years different countries have immigration policies in the first place. My question to you is also I'm ex military and I would be proud to pay for my own transportation and to stand at that border for free. And all the Democratic Party can go find something else to complain about. Because I tell you what, Brian, we elected Donald Trump for a reason. We're sick and tired of the Democratic rhetoric and no self-accountability. They are so corrupt. And they can't even tell the truth, wouldn't even know the definition of truth that was thrown in their face. So you'd go there, you'd go there for free, huh? Oh, you betcha. Yeah. And I guarantee there are a majority of Americans that are in this country right now that would do the same thing because we are so sick and tired of bringing all these people in. For what? For us to use our money on them instead of protecting our kids 
in the schools that they are in, and they are legal. They are legal citizens. I think when you look, go ahead. I want to see ice come through here. Arcola, Tuscola, Arthur, the whole bit. Take them all. We want them gone. Thank you, Brian. All right. Well, thank. All right. Thank you. I think the uh, two big issues when you just and just looking at it from uh, someone who observes politics and watches it, two big issues that drove the election of Donald Trump. One was immigration. Do something with the southern border. Whatever it is, do it. And the other thing was trade with China. And if you look at it, the voters in the Rust Belt, if you will, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Michigan, those were key states that he won. And all this talk with China and the back and forth on the, the trade war, if you will, uh, those were the, I think, just as an observer of politics, I thought those were two things that were overlooked when you got past all the all the smoke and mirrors and all the hubbub about the election and the personalities and everything else. Those were the two big drivers of that election in those key states. And those are the two things that if he, if he is going to get reelected, and we'll see if he is, and we'll see what happens in this midterm election of 2018 because the Democrats, you know, they feel pretty good about their chances to, to win the House. Uh, the party out of power traditionally does very well, and there's usually a backlash against who's in the White House. But, um, you know, those are the key issues why he's, you say, why is he doing all this now? Well, <laughs> because he's trying to get reelected. He knows the states that he won in the last election. Those were two of the big issues, trade and immigration. Uh, back to the phones. Hey, Greg, how are you, sir? Hello, Brian. To your previous caller, I don't know what the United States spends on criminal uh, aliens, health care, and benefits, but I know Illinois, by their own uh, estimate, is between $3.2 and $3 billion a year just in, uh, in uh, benefits and health care for uh, children of these people who are here illegally. But... Uh, what I wanted to call about was a couple weeks ago in the news gazette, there was a story about James Kilgore. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was some controversy about whether he was still employed at the U of I. Yeah, I remember that. And, Jim, uh, Jim Dye was working on that. Jim Dye, I guess he called his office and, and uh, Kilgore hung up. I sent a, uh, I filed a Freedom of Information Act with the U of I. Simple question. I I sent it to Tom Hardy. I said, is James Kilgore employed by the U of I? And if he's not, why does he still have an office and a telephone? And after the five days response time, he sent a thing back and said that that request was denied because I had not requested a specific document. Mm. So I would like Senator Rose today, when he's in Springfield, if he can talk to these people at the U of I, and tell us, does James Kilgore still work for the U of I? Hmm. Okay. Well, I think Chapin is listening, so he probably took a note. You know, this uh, this U of I, there's no transparency over there anymore. And uh, this uh, Hardy, in his response, said that he would forward my request on to somebody at the U of I. It's been two weeks ago. Hmm. I don't expect to hear any, anything over there. But I think people have a right to know if, if James Kilgore, convicted murderer, if he is employed by the U of I. And if he's not, why does he still have an office space and, and uh, 
a telephone over there. If he's not working there, he needs to be he needs to be walked out. Well, it was funny because Jim Dye has a desk right across from mine since we moved down here, and I I know I remember when he was working on the story, he was uh, he was making multiple phone calls and he was uh, getting frustrated, so yeah. trying to get an answer. Hey, thank you, Greg. Yes, Brian. Yep, take care in Monticello. I appreciate it. We're at ten twenty here at DWS. Let's see here. Um, tweet. I am 60-plus years old. I've never in my life thought I needed a gun to be or feel safe. I don't believe that young people want guns. I only hear angry old men saying young people want guns. That is a uh, text, actually. Uh, Let's go to uh, Bill. Hey, Bill, good morning. Hey, good morning, Brian. Uh, Back to the immigration question and census. Uh, There's only a couple things in the Constitution that they mandate that. We have to have a post office, and we have to count ourselves every 10 years. And it doesn't say uh, only Americans get counted. Count everybody in the United States. It doesn't say citizen. It says everybody. Mm -hmm. And if we don't do that, we're undercounted. We don't have a grasp of who is in this country. If you want to do something about the immigration problem, why do they come here? They come here for a better living to get a job. If they're not citizens, they shouldn't be able to get a job. So go to the employers. If you got non-citizens working there, you need to fire them or, or penalize the employer for having them there. Um, as far as educating their kids and giving them health care, these people are here illegally, but they still pay taxes. It's, they still pay into Social Security, which most of them will never get because they're not citizens. So there are benefits to having illegal uh, people here in this country. It's not all on the downside. So, Okay. I mean, there's different stories to each side, and mm-hmm. we if we could talk and, and uh, have a conversation, a truthful conversation about it, uh, something could get done. But blaming everything on the Democrats is not the way to go. I'm blaming everything on the Republicans. Yeah. No, that's right. There's uh, these, these problems are never as easy as they're made out to be. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of fundraising that gets done on both sides by these kind of issues, and you know, in some cases, it's to the benefit to keep the fire stoked rather than solve it, you know? Well, that's true. It's the moneymaker for yeah. both of them. All yeah. right. Uh, thanks, Brian. Thanks, Bill. Good to hear from you. We'll take a quick break. We've got Tony. We've got some emails and texts that have come in on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. We'll do all those next as we continue up till 11 o'clock. Back on Penny for your thoughts, 1026 here at DWS. Uh, If you want to get a great meal, I would encourage you to go to the Beef House. You you know you're in a steakhouse over there in Covington, for sure, before you even come through the front door. Those doors kind of slide open, and there's the aroma as you walk into the restaurant. You'll notice different cuts of meats on display as you turn uh, to enter the dining area. You'll turn left for the most part. A large menu will uh, await you at your seat. And uh, maybe you want a salad with your meal. You just want a salad for lunch or dinner, whichever way you'd prefer to go. Of course, they have the steaks that they're well-known for from 
uh, all size, uh, all sizes and different kinds of steaks, chicken to pork to pasta to seafood as well. And uh, when you get the salad, you notice the plates are nice and cold when you pick them up. That'll feel good. And then get your salad uh, along with that. Some people like just a salad for, for uh, dinner or for lunch. I mean, that's what they want to do. And that's fine. That'll fill you right up, too. Of course, the famous Beef House Rolls brought to your table shortly after you're seated. You can top them with butter, apple butter, strawberry jam. Again, your choice. So uh, I hope you'll head as we uh, into spring and uh, maybe summer we'll get here at some point. Make a stop at the Beef House in Covington, Indiana. Short drive into the country. I-74 just inside the Indiana border. Remember, they are on Eastern Time. So keep that in mind when you make dinner plans. All right, got a uh, text in from Jane. She says, well, what would be nice, Brian, is if you had your own theme music for your intro instead of the guy doing it. Uh, it would make it more of a hometown feeling than when you retire. You can take your theme music with you. Thank you, says Jane. Uh, yeah, we well, I don't think anything's in cement. Uh, we had to start, and we looked at, um, we have Gene Honda do the intro for us. Of course, Gene's well-known in this area and in Chicago. But, um, you know, I'm kind of studying that to see what I want to do, and I just haven't found the right theme song, I guess. That really um, fits, and so I think about it each day, but each day I have to have some kind of an open. So we just keep going, and we'll, uh, we'll figure that out. But nothing is in cement. So, But thank you, Jane, for that comment. Ohio State Board of Trustees Talent and Compensation Committee, how do you like that, has approved a contract extension for Urban Meyer. He's now under contract at Ohio State till uh, January 31st of 2023. So Ohio State just announced his salary, breaking it down. That's $20,820 per day, $867 per hour, $14.46 per minute, $0.24 per second. So in the time it took you to read this tweet, he made $7. (laughs) Jim Harbaugh is set to make $7.5 million next year in 2018. Urban Meyer is now set to make $7.6 million. Uh, That is not a coincidence. And an email from Sarah says, I feel this quotation has relevance for farmers now that retaliation may occur due to the installation of steel tariffs and may cause a ripple effect with commodity prices. John F. Kennedy said, The farmer is the only man in our economy who buys everything at retail, sells everything at wholesale, and pays the freight both ways. That email in from Sarah. We are at 1030. Glad you're with us today. Appreciate all the input. We're at 356-9397. Text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 3515357 or email us talk at wdws.com here on this April the 5th. Uh, we've got Carol Varell with us tomorrow. She's uh, retiring, our news director here for the last several years at WDWS, and so we will send her off into the sunset of retirement. I guess maybe the sunrise of retirement. But uh, anyway, we'll visit with her tomorrow a little bit. We'll uh, come back with more of your phone calls and emails. Michael Kaiser, News Headlines, next. Stay tuned. Back on Penny for your thoughts. Brian Barnhart here this morning. We'll be with you tomorrow as well, 9 to 11, here on Penny for your thoughts. Let's go back to the phones here this morning. Say good morning to Roger. Hey there. Oh, good morning to you. How are you? Uh, Back on the illegal immigrants. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that nobody's going to be happy with. Uh, if an employer asks an Hispanic-looking individual for documentation, he doesn't answer, look like a European individual. He's discriminating, and he's liable. Or gives a, so, so, so the employer's caught. He has to know if they're employable, but 
you really can't ask those questions. So he's caught. Second thing is the, and it's only got three points, the, uh, the illegals don't get Social Security. They don't usually get their tax refunds. They may or may not that they paid in. Third thing is there is a huge problem across the border in Mexico of Americans that are down there illegally, especially when there's people that have come to the United States, Mexicans, that have have a child that's now a legal citizen in the U.S. because she's born in the U.S. or he is, and they go back to Mexico, they're there illegally. How we handle it, I don't have a clue. Yeah. Well, and there have been and there have been multiple attempts over the years at some kind of immigration reform, and it usually sometimes will get close, but it breaks down over some of the issues that you've talked about. Yeah, just my my opinion is get six seven people in a room, make a decision, we all live with it, like <laughs> it, dislike it, forget it, you know, and then it's yeah. not going to happen. But yeah. Well, unfortunately, you know, in, in this case, I mean, just the way it works, you got to get, you know, whatever the there's what four hundred thirty, uh, five hundred thirty-five uh, in Congress there, and uh, hundred senators and what four hundred thirty-five representatives, and trying to get them all from various parts of the country and factions to uh, get enough votes to push something across the finish line isn't very easy. No. Anything well, else, enjoy Roger? Your time. That is it. Enjoy your time. All right. Hey, thank you, Roger. All right. So we are on Penny for your thoughts. Three five six nine three nine seven. Dow is up three hundred and fifty points. Boy, it has just been a roller coaster on the Dow, hasn't it? For sure. All right. Some of the uh, local headlines here. Citations for unofficial twenty eighteen down almost half over last year. On Wednesday, the uh, Champaign Police Department released official numbers from the March 2nd event at the uh, University of Illinois, which, of course, is not sanctioned by the U of I. Citations took a sharp drop, 57 issued this year, compared with last year's 113. Biggest citation, 39 of the 57 public possession of alcohol, as you might think. Willard Airport raising its daily parking rate by $2 as it moves to an automated system that doesn't require a parking booth attendant. The new daily rate up to uh, $7, up from 5 where it's been for more than a decade. And people talk about the free parking in Bloomington, and that is that has been an attractive uh, thing with that particular airport over Bloomington. Unlike other airports that offer free parking, such as Bloomington, Willard is owned by the University of Illinois and doesn't receive funding from local property taxes. So about 11% of the airport's revenue comes from parking, according to uh, Gene Cossey, the airport's executive director. He noted while other airports have free parking, they're also charging everyone who lives in the community a tax. Now, new parking will be free for the first two hours. That's from the previous 20-minute limit. And he said if you're just dropping off or picking someone up, you've got two hours. From two to five hours at Willard, the parking will cost $3. After that, $7. Those changes uh, largely in line with recommendations made by the Willard Airport Task Force in 2014. Back to the phones we go. Gertie. Hey, Gertie, good morning. Good morning. Hey, I enjoyed yesterday's show respecting Dr. Martin Luther King. I think he did a lot for America. But I wanted to call and talk a little bit about Planned Parenthood. Sure. 
and I'd like people to Google the founder of Planned Parenthood. Her name is Margaret Sanger, S-A-N-G-E-R. She opened the first clinic, and she's believed she believed in improving the human race by discouraging reproduction among persons she presumed to have undesirable traits. And I'm going to read a quote that she said, Colored people are like human weeds and need to be exterminated. Hillary Clinton, I'd also like to quote something that she said. She said, I admire Margaret Sanger enormously, her courage, tenacity, and her vision. And I would like to encourage people to Google about Margaret Sanger, S-A-N-G-E-R, the founder of Planned Parenthood. Okay, very good. Thank thank you, Gertie. Uh Uh-huh, bye-bye. Got a text in, uh, reason uh, James Kilgore. Uh, He says, obviously, he's employed at the university. That's why they won't give an answer. And this uh, texter says that terrorist ought to be rotting in prison. Text of gun owners, 27% are 18 to 29. This is on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. So, yes, young people own and want guns. CJ says, not sure about a theme song, but when you retire, go out with old Harry Chapin. (laughs) Okay. And I got an email that says, this is from Jeff, he says, keep the Gene Honda intro. Well, there you go. We're getting input from from everywhere. We're at 1041 here at DWS. Penny, for your thoughts, just taking phone calls, emails, and texts up to the top of the hour. Let's go to John. Hey, John. Hey, Brian, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Have, God didn't make the little green apple. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I just want to know one thing. Where is Rudy Giuliani? Uh, We haven't heard from him in a while. Back in the day, you know, during this time when this Russian prostitution ring was busted, supposed to be a modeling agency, the three big players in New York at that time was Giuliani, Donald Trump, and Bob Guccione. Bob Guccione is not here anymore, so he's not talking. He already did his damage with Penthouse. Well, we know where Trump is, but... I feel like that, what's that, where's Waldo? Where is Giuliani behind all this right now? <laughs> he was a big showman on the picture, but all of a sudden he disappeared. Yeah, for a while he was being considered for attorney general, I think, at one point. I don't think he wanted to be that because there was a, there's a lot of stuff went on back in the 80s. <laughs> and yeah. all the Russian immigrants got here and the Russian mafia got here. and It was going crazy in New York. And, uh, yeah. you know, and when... Uh, What's his name in New Jersey finally got the job, well, thinking he was going to get the job, but knowing he wasn't getting the job because he put Kuster's father, you know, in prison. So I just want to know, where is Giuliani at? <laughs> well, maybe so. <laughs> You're right. He hasn't been all that prominent, and he was in the news, of course, right around 9-11. He was very much in the news all the time. But, uh, oh, big time. And then ran big for time. president a couple of times. And I know walking around New York City years ago, this is when I was – doing Major League Baseball years ago, and, and uh-huh. I you know, I think he had a big part in this. I mean, I felt pretty safe in New York City. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, I, you know it's, it's a busy place and a lot of people out, but I never never felt threatened at all, and uh, I know it used to not be that way. So, Oh, no. Yeah. But he's just quiet right now, and I wonder why. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see what, uh, what people think. All right, John? Okay, take care. Thank you. A text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. Fortunately, here in America, the government doesn't entirely control what's planted like they do in a communist country. Maybe pushing to legalize hemp as a crop and dropping soybean production by 90% (laughs) 
will make China rethink their position. 10.44 here at DWS, and back to the phones to Mark. Hey, Mark, good morning. Hey, good morning, Brian. Hey, I appreciate that you're an independent. I think the Republicans have pretty much proven that uh, there's a percentage of them that are truly globalists, and the reality is we are dealing with nationalists versus globalists. This idea that they want to take our guns away, that stuff going up in northern Chicago, hope it you know, moves on to other cities, states, they've literally stated they want to transition to international law and american sovereignty is thrown out the window bill made it clear 25 million people would have to die in his revolution and they want to take our guns uh it's it's absolutely insane that they're going down this route Hmm. and i hope that the people out there who are listening understand that this has nothing to do with little kids in schools or mass shootings this has to do with taking our guns. And history is showing 200-plus million people have been killed by their own government in the last 100 years. How in the world do they really think they can achieve their end other than a violent uh, action, which will just pretty much precipitate mm. what they want? So, All right. I find it, I find it crazy. <laughs> it's clear. And, yeah. and I hope that other people out there are paying attention and, uh, when it's time to fight this stuff locally, we got to fight this, meaning we fight it politically, yeah. of course. All right. Hey, Mark, thanks for your input. Thank you, Brian. Good to hear from you. Back with more after this on Penny for Your Thoughts. Back on Penny for Your Thoughts, Newstalk 1400 DWS. We're at 1048. We've had a busy show today, a lot of phone calls, emails, and texts. Now, CJ, we were talking about theme song. Someone said, hey, we need to... Uh, I need a different theme song, or pick my own, I guess. Uh, another person emailed in and said, no, I love uh, Gene Honda's intro. So, you know, that goes back and forth. But uh, CJ texted in, and I, I misread his text. He said it should be, when I retire, it should be W-O-L-D by Harry Chapin. Oh, Mike Hale gosh. is here, and he knows music a lot better than I do. So what is that? That is a song that came out by Harry Chapin in 73, and it's a pretty sad story. Because it talked about uh, a guy who was at the big time, but when he was in the big time in radio, he kind of ignored his family and other things. He got divorced and so on. So now he's wound up in like Boise, Idaho, doing the morning show on W-O-L-D-D-D. And it's a it's a real depressing song. And I remember saying to my friends, because I was in college at the time working in radio, I said, oh, I'll never be an old DJ. Yeah, yeah, well. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to get that clarified because yeah. I uh, – sorry, CJ, I misread your text. But okay. that, that explains what that is. Yes. It's so, a sad and, and song. You can, and you can hear that on – uh, very rarely, but you can hear it on Classic Hits 1079 WKIO. But the next time it'll be played is when the Larry, when the late Harry Chapin was born on his birthday. So okay. we'll. Okay. Uh, thank you, sir. You're welcome. Appreciate Tim. it. Thanks. So that's Mike Hale, our general manager, and uh, Mike in the morning on our sister station, Light Rug 97.5. Back to the phones. Anna Wall with us here at 1050. Hi, Anna Wall. Hi, I want. I called in t- to thank that lady who just called in previously. Mm-hmm. I didn't get her name because I was busy. She pointed out parallels and thought between Margaret Sanger and Hillary Clinton. 
being an Afro-American, I must admit I did not know this. Sanger is the one who emphasized the fact that her conclusions were that Negroes were inferior. And uh, I don't think a lot of people knew that because mm. I'll tell the truth, I did not know it. I, I mean, I knew that, but I didn't know, I hadn't thought about it. Hillary having parallel thoughts hmm. until this lady brought it out. Yeah, I had not, uh, you know, to be honest, I mean, I've heard the name Margaret Sanger, but I had not, yeah. I just hadn't really looked I, into it that close. So that was. I had heard about that. Yeah. That was. Uh, I have to do some reading on that. Realized that Hillary was so close to her hmm. thought when she was running for president, what she had to say, and I wish that lady would call back at some later date hmm. and again make us aware of that. All right. That's where I called. Thank you, Anna Wall. Thank you. Appreciate the phone call this morning. Uh, Thomas or uh, John was asking about uh, Rudy Giuliani. Haven't heard from him lately. Well, Rudy Giuliani and his wife Judith are divorcing after 15 years of marriage. They were married in 2003. Giuliani's 73. Judith is 63. They both have adult children from previous marriages. All right, that's out of New York. That was in the New York Post today. 1052. We'll come back with more in just a moment. Penny for your thoughts continuing on a third. 10.55, Penny for your thoughts, Newstalk 1400 DWS. Voting continues for the Newstalk 1400 DWS. News Gazette Media is the people's choice. That's the best of East Central Illinois. Go to WDWS.com and cast your vote. The people's choice brought to you in part by Jerry Wallace and the team at Wallace Land and Auction. Back to the phones again. Let's go to Sherry. Hi, Sherry. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well. Good. Um, I'm glad to be able to get in to uh, invite everyone to come to the Urbana Library Book Sale, which runs actually for um, non-members Friday through Monday, and it's time to get all your birthday, anniversary, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa presents, because hardbacks are a dollar and uh, paperbacks are three for a dollar. Even the $75 like coffee table books are a dollar. Really? And, yeah, there, it's an incredible collection. They're donated, and some are discarded from the library, but almost all of them are donated from people's homes. So there's every bestseller from uh, romance to computers to languages to dictionaries. Uh, we have it. And not only are the prices great on Friday and Saturday, but Sunday is half price. Oh wow! Half half off of but that. Now, now you can get half <laughs> off of that, and then Monday morning because we recycle, we don't throw anything away. Uh, in the morning, we'll just give everything away that is left. But also children's books. I know people say that they they don't children's books are sometimes too expensive, and we have an incredible collection of children's books, and some of them are a quarter. Uh, so now, and bring your kids in. They can go through some boxes and pick them out. Very good. Themselves. And that's at the Urbana Public Library, you said? The Urbana the, Public Library yeah, on library. Green Street mm-hmm. in Urbana. Green Street. And when's uh, Friday to Sunday? Friday through Monday morning. Monday morning. And yeah. tonight, if you join, if you become a friend for $10, you get to come in from uh, 5 to 8 o'clock tonight. Oh, wow. Okay. Sounds like a winner. Our first pick. It is a winner. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Thank you, Sherry. Bye-bye. Speaking of a winner, Jack Nicholas, of course, we all know Jack, the Golden Bear, he was a winner. 
Well, his grandson yesterday teed up at the par three of a par three event before the Masters get started. The Masters got underway today. And his grandson uh, had this happen. He hit a hole in one. Listen to this is kind of the you'll have to imagine this, but here's the you'll hear the the club hit the ball and then it uh, the crowd gets pretty excited. Here you go. Back to swing. He, he only needs to swing about 120 miles an hour. That's, that's a good speed for him. That's kind of a fun way to end the show, isn't it, today on this Thursday? Yeah, Jack Nicholas's grandson, uh, they landed it. Uh, I think he landed it, I don't know, it was 25 feet maybe or so away from the hole and just kept rolling and rolling, and that's what you heard the announcers kept saying, come on, come on, come on, and it uh, rolled back down the hill. That was pretty cool at the uh, Par 3 event they have down there before they get started today. Uh, from what I understand, it's uh, Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods. Uh, talk down in August, of course. He's making his comeback. He's been playing very well lately. We'll see how he does at the Masters this week, an event he's won a few times, to say the least. All right, we're at 10.59, about a minute to go here. A reminder that tomorrow, Carol Varell is our news director, worked uh, for many years uh, with us here at WDWS. So we'll uh, talk with her about her retirement. Tomorrow is her last day at work. I think he's going to be on the morning show a little bit too, but uh, she'll visit with us for the uh, Nine o'clock hour, and we'll reminisce with her about her career, how journalism coverage has changed since she started and graduated from the University of Missouri and their uh, school out there in Columbia. So we'll visit with her. Also a little bit about the Festival of Quilts, and we'll do more of what we did today, too, uh, during the course of the show. Take your phone calls, emails, and texts uh, up until the uh, final minute on the clock at 11 o'clock tomorrow. But we're approaching 11 o'clock here today. Again, thank you for all the input. Uh, both the phone calls, uh, all of the emails, and the texts as well. We appreciate it very much. Uh, glad to have you kind of tuned in with us and locked in with us and sharing your ideas. We always appreciate that every day here on A Penny for Your Thoughts. We're at 11 o'clock. This is WDWS Champaign-Urbana at the Tone. Have a great uh, day, everybody. <laughs>